Girl, give me the raw spiel. Give me the spiel raw. Hey, everybody. Welcome to podcast number three of the raw spiel. We are your host. <laughs> I couldn't say it. I couldn't say it. we're your pod folks. <laughs> I don't know why it didn't come out. But anyways, we are your hosts, uh, Vanessa and Jazzy Jazz. We're up. <laughs> I don't know why I always got to turn all gangster when I introduce myself. I I don't Uh, know either. But anyways, we're already, we're all talking about how we laugh too much. And then here we are cracking up. (laughs) It's only been like a minute. Well, that's right. Because we about to dig in deep. So we need all the laughter we could get. Yeah, that's true. We got to, got to build up the positive vibes before we take y'all for a crazy (laughs) ride. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so the first question I want to ask <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. how are you <laughs> I am how am I <laughs> <laughs> um I think I'm doing all right um I kind of have you know a lot of different stressing fat stressors going on um like me and as we're talking um I plan on getting LASIK eye surgery within the next month. So, um, well, November and that alone, like there's a lot of preparation for it and it's really expensive. Um, but I'm going to finance it, which I don't know why I'm going into greater detail, but that alone (laughs) is stressing me out. And then, you know, just the stresses of being a mom and then, um, well, to go along with that, since me and Zelda stopped breastfeeding, which we breastfed for two years and seven months, um, it's been super, super emotional for both of us. Um, but really her, because it's just like, that was her comfort. That was her nutrition and like a certain aspect. And it was so many things for her and her not having that now, her emotions are just so haywire, you know, so it's kind of a lot. Um, and then other than that, just normal little wedding stressors and all this other stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, too. Um, I'm happy that I finally finished. Um, I'm taking online classes and I finished one of my classes, which was a fast track. So now I only have to worry about two other classes, which is chemistry and what else am I taking? I'm taking like communications or something, which is actually a pretty fun class. I recommend anybody take a communications type class. I feel like it's very eye-opening just for you to like reflect on yourself and your own communication style because you need to communicate in order to get through in this world. So why not sharpen those skills? But um, heck yeah. Yeah. I'm, Other than that, just hanging out. I was going to uh, say, actually, I remember I took a communications class uh, when me and Jesse were getting our AA and it was really really cool and I think the professor he even said that we are so different on a day-to-day basis like you might have some of the like obviously your morals and all of that stuff throughout the years but we are constantly evolving and constantly changing you know and um, it was a really good class. We had to do a few presentations, which uh, I hate presentations. <laughs> and it just, it, but it was good, you know, just like psychology. Anyone that takes psychology knows how, like, oh, that's such an intriguing subject, you know? Um, yeah. So that's awesome. That What class did you say you finished? Um, gerontology. So it was basically the study of adult development. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. Mm, that's the class that you had, um all those interesting subjects, right? 
Yeah, where it taught me a lot about not just like physical development, but mental development as well. So that's where I was getting the majority of my information um, on depression Mm -hmm. instead of um, like the website or not the website, the interweb (laughs) (laughs) or just anywhere else. Like I I mainly just focused in on the book because obviously it's all going to have like one cohesive thought. So I just stepped there. And then obviously my personal experiences, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. (laughs) Let me just sneak that in real quick. Yes. Um, But before we go on, I wanted to ask you a question. Sure. (laughs) Because me and Naz drink coffee, so I was going to say, what's in your coffee cup today? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. I like that question. No one ever asked me that. So what I have in my coffee cup is the Don Francisco's coffee, and it is the 100% Arabic vanilla nut. I shut 100% up. huh I said shut up I have the hazelnut <laughs> right now of that one dude you gotta try the vanilla nut if you haven't already like the hazelnut was good but I couldn't have it after I've had the vanilla nut like I'm obsessed with this coffee and Mark he's not picky with anything and then as soon as he tried my coffee he refuses to drink any other coffee other than this one and then I just add um, just hazelnut creamer, like liquid creamer, and then that's it. Really? It's, but yeah, uh, this um, yeah, this coffee is actually really good. I it's I would say comparable, not like my number one compared to badass coffee, but it's of that quality. You know, like it's really really good. But badass coffee still my number one. <laughs> can't beat it. Can't. Beat You're always raving about that. <laughs> I swear they just need to give me a free coffee for all of eternity. <laughs> They'll get all, <laughs> all the business. Dude, for real. Uh, I need to try it. I still haven't. I need to get out of my vanilla nut box. But No, but it's oh, good coffee. Good. I, I, in my opinion, I just think in general, as long as you have some good coffee to get you through the day, none of that weak shit, then you're good. <laughs> 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 but um, before we dig in, as we've mentioned before, how we're going to do like quotes or jokes or facts of the day. Um, I'm going to start off with another joke. And I also do this at work. I write it on a board and people get a hoot sometimes. They're like, <laughs> or some people stare at me and they're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yep. Born ready. All right. What happens when you go to the bathroom in France? What? European. Oh my gosh. I don't know why my mind went. You go, wee wee. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, but I was like, I don't think that's it because I thought I heard that one before, but I couldn't remember what the punchline was. Oh man. It's funny, right? I thought it was, I was like, I think it's I was hilarious. Like European. <laughs> and it was so funny too because, like, there are some of them I put up. And I could tell, like, okay, I think it's funny, but someone might not think it's that funny. And this one, when I put it up, everyone was, like, laughing. And I was like, this is a good one. <laughs> uh, um, I just want to apologize real quick in advance to, um, I don't know why, but I'm extremely fidgety this morning. So I'm trying to, like, stay still. And I'm nervous that 
the microphone is going to pick up a whole bunch of like shuffling around and then I do have a cat who just had goat's milk which is basically cat crack so (laughs) she's running around in circles and being crazy and digging into everything so if you hear anything I do apologize girl I think I think you're gonna be fine I think that if anyone judges our extra background sound they need to get over it no just kidding I mean, it's in the title. We're it's raw. You know what I mean? It's raw. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Oh, and then I just want to put it out there, um, just as we did last time. This is a very, very heavy topic. So, um, just a trigger warning. You know, um, we're talking. This is gonna be the second part of depression. So, if you feel like you're struggling, or you feel like this is just something that you can't listen to at the moment, or can't listen to at all, um, definitely. Feel free to listen to our other podcast um, because, you know, we don't want anyone to go into a mindset that isn't good for them or into a mindset that just isn't going to benefit you and and it's going to, like, cause any negative aspect for you, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) And then, oh, one more thing. I just want to say, because me and Ness, as we mentioned before, we are recording remote. So um, we decided for you guys, we're going to release a few at a time on our first drop of release. So with that being said, it is Halloween. So happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Spooky season. I feel like everybody loves the spooky season. Oh, yeah, because it's pumpkin spice, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's so cold in my house right now, too. I have a blanket over me, so that's why I'm worried about about, uh, about all the shuffling. I stutter a lot, too, so let me just put that out there. <laughs> I picked it up, like, this week. I don't know what's going on with me, but... I think you talk perfectly fine. You always are... You enunciate very well, and you uh, project very well. <laughs> I was trying to build me up. Look at this woman. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Uh, would you like to share your part or how, how would you like to dig into this mess? Because we both have a, a fair share of amount of experience with depression. So. Um, either or, I have kind of like the the core that started it, which is more like in childhood and then how it affected me as an adult. And um, basically, I, I mentioned this in the last podcast that my depression kind of stems from loneliness but I don't want people to think like oh I'm so lonely like I need a man or something like that like it's like just legit loneliness uh, like as a human being and feeling incapable of connecting with other human beings I'm already talking about it so I'll just go first (laughs) so (laughs) I'm all just trying to give you a little bit of the spiel and I'm spilling on beans so here we go (laughs) <laughs> Do you mind if I no. go ahead and just start? You, you spill it, girl. You spill it. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, so this is a little like it's not like I haven't talked about it before, um, but it's kind of awkward to talk about it like out there in front of a bunch of people. And I didn't think I was going to be this nervous to talk about it, but here I am. Well, so pardon well, me if I'm getting all shaky. Round of applause for you, girl, for sharing your your story. So, well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. You're welcome. So, they're all, what is she talking about? She hasn't said anything. <laughs> they're all so. like, you're giving them the... Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. 
the suspense. I mean, it is October. It is spooky. We got to Who's going to pop out? What what you going to hear next? <laughs> now I feel really bad for what I'm about to say because we're hyping it up like all funny and then it's not it's not funny. I know. We're just trying <laughs> to make light of a, a deep, Yeah, laugh with us. Laugh with thing. us through all of yeah. this. Yep, yep. Yeah. Gotta gotta keep it light. Gotta keep it lighthearted. Um so uh it started back when I was I think I was like four or five and younger, because I think it stopped when I was about six or seven. Um, but both of my parents worked and they were busy and we would stay with my aunt and uncle a lot. And that whole connection is actually kind of strange. So my dad's sister married my mom's mom's brother. So they were related to me on both sides of my family. Wait, say that again. Say that again. So you're my dad's sister married my grandma's brother. Oh my gosh. That's such a trip. Yeah, it, 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 that's confusing when I try to explain it because I actually didn't even like connect the dots until I was older anyways. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what the heck? I was like, how is Uncle blah, blah, blah? <laughs> how is Uncle Satan? <laughs> um, also, my grandma's brother. Like, I was like super confused. Anyways, this sounds like some freaking Alabama shit over here. But <laughs> oh my God. Um, we're not, it's not because they're not related or anything. Um, but... <laughs> First of all, my dad's side of the family is black and my mom's side of the family is white. So they were just, they are not related in any type of way. But anyway, so they were together and because they're like as family as family can be, my family, my parents trusted them to watch over me and my sister. And um, it just so happened that my uncle slash grandma's brother and his dad I don't know how else to say it. Ba- basically, they fancied children. Sick, so, sick asses who need to get their yeah. peepees chopped off. Don't get me started, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, need to get their peepees chopped off. I'm like, okay. dude, seriously. Um, Making me hot right now. I'm getting all off. heated over here. <laughs> <laughs> don't get heated. Don't get heated. I feel like I'm personally, like, I'm able to think about it now and, like, move on versus before. Like, I couldn't even think of it as, like, it actually happened to me. I would think of it as, like, a movie that I watched or something because I just never really faced the emotions. And that's why I had the disconnect and a lot of the depression that I've had. And like I said, I was really little. um, And we also went to a church together. And there was multiple girls in the church that came out. And then that's how they found out about us. And now we have a restraining order. But long story short, he was a chomo. And so is his dad. And um, I've had experiences with both of them, both being really old men. So that's disgusting because I was wet, like I said, like five. Um, even if you can't necessarily remember, it doesn't mean that they're not in there still and they're not influencing your everyday movements. So kind of fast forward a little bit to when I'm a teenager and when I'm an adult, I kind of lost the not confidence, but like, I guess, value in myself. And I always thought that what men wanted was more so like body rather than mind. And I feel like I kind of just didn't value myself as a person. So and I just felt like I had a really hard time connecting with people. I didn't really have a whole lot of friends to this day. I only have like a really small amount of friends that 
like I could actually trust because I just have I can't really trust a whole lot of people so I love you Jasmine shout out to Jasmine I love you too. oh my gosh I'm just getting like I'm getting all emotional listening to your story like I, even though I've heard it it's making me like all like sobby because I'm like dang like you've been through so much and you're so strong you know and it just like I don't know I just love you a lot it's just like <laughs> I love you too. it just hard. this girl right here She's pulled me out of so many holes. Like, this girl, that sounded so nasty. (laughs) Here we go again, saying the wrong thing. (laughs) No, this girl has pulled me out of a lot of, like, deep ends, and she's been there through a lot. But I feel like we haven't actually sat down and, like, talked about it like this. Yeah. Um, I feel like when I talk about it, I kind of just go mentally MIA, and I'm just, like, speaking of it, like I said, like a movie or, like, a story, because it doesn't feel real sometimes um like I said I live with my boyfriend Mark and when I talk about it like I feel I I hope this isn't a trigger warning for people but like I said we would be watched by them a lot and and we would spend the night there a lot and they had a guest bedroom and basically we would just get picked in the night and taken to the guest bedroom thinking that we were sleeping so now when I'm sleeping And Mark's sleeping next to me. If I wake up and he's, like, grabbing my butt or something. Because I feel like men just, like, reach over and actually just grab the kid. They do. Because it's, like, comforting. (laughs) Yeah. It, like, comforts them or something. I don't know. And like, oh, uh, let me grab some, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're, like, it's all warm and squishy. And I'm, like, I wake up, like, ready to throw hands. Because I'm, like, don't fucking touch me. Like, don't wake me up touching me. Because that traumatizes me. And I really, really hope this isn't a trigger warning for a lot of people. Or that this is isn't like TMI I'm just trying to share my story and share my experience um just so that other people I know this doesn't just happen to a small group of people especially with the save the children movement there's a lot of um people speaking out now so I hope this helps people realize that they're not alone and more often than not I do find people who have had experiences like this so it's just like First of all, it's sad that our world is even like this. And in my personal experience, I feel like, you know, I'm not going to say anything because I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, um, people that I love. But I feel like a lot of people don't want to, like, talk about it or a lot of people want to keep it, like, hush-hush. Or sometimes they just want to deny it in general because it's hard to face. And I can understand that, you know, it's hard for people to accept what's happening when it's not happening to them like they're seeing signs in other people it's easier to turn the other cheek but I feel like now's the time like if we see some dude sniffing on a little girl's hair like some old man on a six-year-old girl's hair like we need to freaking pay attention to that shit like let's speak out let's do something so Mm -hmm. uh, don't let it be one of those things where the child feels any type of guilt because that's what it was for me I felt really guilty and I felt like I took all the blame when I did nothing wrong, I was an innocent child. So, and then everybody else out there, like, I know that um, some people may or may not feel, you know, guilty. Some people might be angry. (laughs) Sorry. My cat, I, (laughs) Priya is a hoot. I have a string hanging from a door frame and she's like climbing up it. Like she's in gym class and she's just, and she's like swinging on it. I don't know. She's cracking me up. I swear. This is what I mean. Like, having a pet, like, they become your family and they get you out of those dark mental places sometimes. It's so nice. They do. do. Anyways, that's the cause. That's the root of 
my situation, I guess. I've already almost taken up half the episode. So, Jazz, <laughs> if you want to share. No, no, no. Get, keep going. Well, for you, um, just a few questions. Do you feel like uh, that caused on and off depression for you? Or do you feel like you didn't realize what the cause was? Do you, like, when did you, when was the first time you realized that you experienced depression? Like, how old or how young do you remember? Um, the thing is, I was told a lot, even when I was little, that I was a sad kid and that I was like the oddball. I never really wanted to play. All I ever did was sleep. And I feel like I still do that. I still sleep. Um, that's one of the signs when I am depressed or when I'm not feeling okay, I sleep just to like not have to be in the present. But obviously, you know, I'm not ready to give up. So I just sleep. (laughs) And I would do that a lot when I was a kid. And um, that was kind of where that started. So I think personally, it's connected to that. Because they said that when he would come around, I would kind of just almost go limp like a rag doll with like no emotion and no expression. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like that's kind of carried on into my adulthood. So I always had that mentality that I'm just a sad person. Because people told me when I was a kid, I was sad. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I started hitting my teen years, I noticed, I feel like a lot of teens go through some form of depression because your hormones are haywire, you're going through a lot of changes. And um, it's just tough having all of those emotions and estrogen and testosterone running running through your body, Mm -hmm. running rampant. So um, I feel like it kind of just intensified that and intensified my lack of value for myself. So I always thought that I was just sad. I was just a sad person. But now, after I've faced a lot of that, I'm not like 100% healed or anything. Like we, we have to heal every day because we're constantly going through things. And in this world, in Satan's world, we got battles constantly that we have to heal from and grow from and learn from. So I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm a happy person now. And I didn't realize like, hey, I could be a happy person. <laughs> it's not supposed to be sad and depressing all the time. Yeah. And that my happiness doesn't rely on like a person, another person or a man to validate me or a man to tell me, you know, that I'm desirable or I'm wanted or that I bring anything to the table. Like now I have that within myself where I'm like, shoot, nobody can tell me nothing. And whatever you say, like whatever, I know my worth. Um, Obviously, I'm still working on that, but I feel like I'm a lot better than I was. (laughs) I'm like, nobody can tell me anything. And then probably later today, I'm going to be crying because Mark said something dumb. And I'm like, oh, he thinks I'm fat. (laughs) Life of a woman. (laughs) That's so true. Well, yeah, that's, I think that's awesome. So thank you for sharing your story. And also, like you said, I think it's important to um, put that stuff out there because it's like one of those things where, uh, you know, we need to let people know they're not alone and just that they can be okay again you know yeah yes I agree with that yeah um I feel like my story's so long (laughs) Uh, girl give me the raw spiel (laughs) um okay well uh I guess like for me I've realized like I've had I wouldn't necessarily say I had trauma like you did, Ness, because I didn't have that experience. But there was definitely things that did happen that I think triggered me in some type of way to where I am the way I am today, which I don't really want to go too deep into or talk about, really. Um, For me, 
the earliest I remember being depressed was probably around the age of like 13, maybe 12, 13. And I mean, as you said, that's like a super emotional time as you're like going through, you know, your teen years and adolescence and you're trying to like just figure out the world, but you're still technically so new to the world, you know? And I feel like there was just so many emotions going on. And I just remember, I just, I couldn't see myself worth. I didn't really like love myself. I, for years and anyone that knows me back then, like for, I would say probably like, to be honest, like from 13 till I was like, maybe right until I met Jesse, like when we got together. Um, So from like 13 to 18, I thought I was like the, ugliest thing ever I don't I thought I was fat I thought I was this I just had a really distorted self-image you know and I think along with that I just constantly felt like a burden I constantly felt like really sad and worthless and and just going through all the normal things you go through as a teen you know I remember teen years not being completely awesome though for me at least (laughs) like it was a lot of a mental struggle and it's crazy too because when I look back I remember um, you know, little junior high drama, which doesn't seem that crazy. But I look back and think like, dang, like, that's super young to be like, so aggressive. But me and this individual, we fell out. And we just didn't talk anymore. And um, she like, when we ended our friendship, like it was over social media. But she basically told me like, Oh, you should just kill yourself. Like, you're not even worth air, like, just crazy stuff. And I think it's crazy because that's another issue on all on its own is like, you know, cyberbullying and bullying and stuff. Um, But it's just crazy that that happens so young, you know, where people don't realize sometimes that the words they say, even though they may be saying out of anger or regardless if they really mean it, it can really affect other people, you know. So I remember off and on having like suicidal thoughts from there like no active plan or anything but it was like you know I would kept thinking like maybe I am a burden to the world or maybe you know I just I didn't really like love myself and then throughout high school um I remember it was like obviously it was a new school for me and everything was kind of overwhelming and it was a lot to handle a lot of different emotions but I remember kind of like during the end of freshman year um which I won't go too deep into just because it's like I don't want to mention any names or get into that but basically um I never had which this also goes into like a spiritual type of talk but if we're talking according to science um I had never like seen anything like spiritual like I would say like ghosts or whatever people would refer to to them as demons whatever you call them I never experienced that and then after my freshman year um I did start experiencing that and then also uh I was having what you would call um intrusive thoughts so if people don't know what that is that basically is a thought that you don't want to have. So an unwanted thought, and it could be a graphic, violent thought, a sexual thought, any thought you, that, like you wouldn't want to have that pops in your mind. And I think a lot of people, I mean, everyone has them, but some people it just doesn't affect. Some people are like, eh, there goes another sexual thought. <laughs> there goes another this thought, you know, and they don't really think too deep into it. But I remember I just started having like really negative thoughts that I didn't want to have. And so dealing with that and then dealing with like seeing things and hearing things, which according to science would be um, depressive psychosis, 
um, you know, I was going through a lot. So I kind of dealed with that actually for like a few years, like up until like my senior year. And it was a lot and I wasn't really open about it. And I kind of felt like, you know, like I was going through it alone. And it was it was pretty hard, but it was like it still makes me kind of emotional, you know, because it's like it's a lot to bear, especially when you're that young and then you kind of feel like like something's wrong with you, you know, and it's just hard when you like have mental health issues, but you don't really know who to reach out to for help and stuff. And I did have friends here and there who like did help me a lot and they definitely got me through it. But because I wasn't super open with it, you know, it was like really hard to deal with. So after um, a lot, a lot of years of that, I just remember like during my high school, like senior year, I just was like really fed up with just feeling like suffering so much, you know? So I like just didn't want to be here anymore. And it was just a lot of like, you know, darker thoughts and a lot of like suicidal thoughts. And it was just a lot of that type of stuff. And after I got through like the roughness of that, it was like, I really feel like God, um, definitely was a huge impact in getting me through that time and when I just got through it it wasn't like an overnight process you know it was definitely like um like a healing process that had to take place but when I finally got through it like the darkest parts of it I just realized like there was a lot to live for and I look back and think now because I have Zelda you know I think, like, if I ever would have done something, I never would have met, like, one of the, like, if anything, the best part of my life, you know, and it just makes me really emotional, but I'm just happy that, like, you know, I was able to get through that rough part, so that kind of touch bases, um, touches basis on my, like, past, which I'm getting all emotional, <laughs> so it's, like, probably people are, like, I can't even hear what this girl is saying right now. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's, um, because I've heard, we've talked about a little bit, like we've touched base a little bit on this, and every time it, it baffles me, because one, I put this on the Instagram too, how you are one of the most beautiful, pre- like, per- person, people, girl, lady, whatever, <laughs> inside and out, so it's not like, like, I hate when people say, like, oh, I don't feel beautiful, and people are like, oh, but... I like your lips or oh but you have nice skin like no like you're beautiful inside and out and it's crazy because you've brought so much light and just like happiness and joy and like I said sunshine and rainbows (laughs) sprinkling all over the dance party (laughs) like you bring so much light to so many people's lives everybody is just automatically like everybody is attracted to you I'm not saying everybody (laughs) wants to like sleep with you I'm saying people are attracted to your energy like everybody wants to be around you for that um so it's crazy how depression really does how you said in the beginning distort your sense of self and then um how you feel like you can't really share you feel like almost a sense of shame for your depression I'm not saying you like personally I'm saying like this is a feeling that I know like a lot of people have they feel like a sense of shame which only makes you feel even more alone because you can't share and that's why I'm so glad I met you and that you're still here and you brought out Z into the world and all your other bright and beautiful <laughs> things that you have to offer. Because honestly, like, I don't know how I would have made it, especially with, you know, 
the really, really first bad situation that I've had, you were like pulling me through it the whole way, you know, so and my sister Jess, shout out to Jasmine, I love you too, girl. I'm I'm obsessed with Jasmine's, I guess. I'm just gathering. I'm a I'm a shepherd for all the Jasmine. If your name is Jasmine, hit me up in my inbox. Oh man, I just gotta try and make us laugh sometimes because I don't know what I'm not like. I I'm not a very emotional person. I feel like I'm very detached from that part of like my brain. So I never know what to do other than try and make us laugh. <laughs> try and make us giggle. Thank you, Ness. I appreciate it. I definitely need it before I continue on the next part. Because I'm just going to be crying this whole podcast. Because anyone knows me as much as I laugh, I probably cry. Even like so. I'm just, oh my gosh, I'm a mess. That's what I am. But um, you're not a mess. You're just, uh, you're in tune with your emotions. And that's like great to have. Girl, in tune I- or crazy? <laughs> <laughs> You're not crazy. You're you're in tune. You are uh, you are woke. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Well, just going on. To the... Thank you, Ness. Once again, I love you. You made me laugh, so thank you. Um. But going on, basically, um, just a statistic that I was told during counseling after I had my daughter is that basically, uh. If you've experienced depression in your life before, after you become a mom, you're 50% more likely to experience it just because uh, sometimes we kind of hold that depression in or certain traumas you've had throughout your life, you hold in. So I guess when after you have your baby, a lot of those things can come back. So it obviously doesn't happen to everyone. Like I said, it's 50%, but that is just a statistic that's out there. So uh, basically anyone that knows me when I had, when I was pregnant with my daughter Zelda, um, it was a really, really beautiful pregnancy. Like the beginning was really, really rough, which definitely that's a whole nother thing we'll have to talk about, but um, it was really beautiful. And I loved being pregnant. I loved everything about it when I got past the morning sickness and um, it was just, it was really lovely to be carrying this human being and to know that, you know, I was going to become a mom, but at first it was really overwhelming because it wasn't planned, you know? So it was a total shock, but it was like the best shock that could have happened for my life. Um, but because of that, I guess, you know, I wasn't expecting to have a rough postpartum experience. And the truth is, um, maybe it just happened to be that way, but I, didn't meet a lot of people that had experienced anything rough like that. Just the only thing I heard of was like, oh, you're going to lose sleep, which by the way, no one tells you how much. <laughs> like they, I didn't know they meant like, you're not going to get any sleep. Like I thought I'm still going to get a little bit of sleep. And uh, so basically after I had a really rough labor, um, it was like 31 hours and that was before the epidural. And then after I decided I was going to get the epidural when I was like seven centimeters and then I got it, which that'll be a whole nother story. But then, um, after I had her, it was like really good. Like the first probably two days, like I was just super in love, super happy. And, um, our breastfeeding, we always had kind of an issue with that. And, um, just after that, it was, I just remember it was probably like the third or fourth day. I just started like crying and I just remember I told my mom and I I told Jesse too. I just told him I feel really sad and I don't know why. And then I just kind of like knew that like, cause there's basically um, 
baby blues and then there's postpartum depression and baby blues happen to like 70% of women. Um, but postpartum depression happens to like less or at least some people are very open about it. But I just knew that like what I was headed towards was depression. Like I already knew cause I had been through it before, you know? So I, me started looking up like YouTube videos and all this stuff. And then there's just women who are open about it. But I don't, I think at the time I wasn't really ready to hear that stuff. So I probably should have been more in tune to know that that stuff was triggering. But a lot of women were saying, you know, that um, basically like when it has to get worse before it gets better. And that's exactly what did happen though. But um, basically I just, at first, I guess, Maybe it could have been considered baby blues, but I just remember after a week, um, I had decided to pump, but I was still nursing her and shout out to my fiance because he was like helping me. He would wake up in the morning to like latch her onto my boob and he would like help rock her. It was like a constant team effort, but um, after a week, I decided to pump just so I could start getting the hang of pump, but then I basically... Uh, didn't have any more milk. So when she was nursing, she was like, uh, she was crying. And then I remember like, I started freaking out and my emotions were already haywire. I already knew I was going into like depression. And then I just remember like, oh my God, like I can't do this. And then uh, to like, um, kind of talk along the way about all those emotions, I started having intrusive thoughts. I started getting horrible, horrible anxiety about everything so it was like it could be the littlest things like if I was breastfeeding her I would like sometimes I would like kind of doze off and then I'd wake up and like she was still breastfeeding but like I didn't know she was in the bed and I thought someone took her or it was horrible or she would be in her bassinet and I would wake up like every 10 minutes like freaking out like oh my god where is she but she would be in her bassinet and my anxiety was just horrible and so I think that was a lot of the cause too, was like just the intrusive thoughts I was having and everything like that. So then basically, um, well, that morning when I remember when I was like freaking out about me not having milk, I just was like, I don't know if I could do this. And then Jesse's like, you're fine. Like you got this, but I was like freaking out. So, um, he ended up calling to book a counseling appointment. And I think I called you that day too. Remember? Yeah. It was yeah. like my first, uh, therapy session and long story short, it went really good, but I still had a long way to go. And it was just a really, really rough time, you know, because it's like, I love this child so much, but I couldn't like, realize like why I felt so sad. And I just felt so much guilt because I was like, this is supposed to be the happiest time of my life. But yeah, I'm not happy. And it's like, I never felt detached from her. It was like almost like I felt too attached because like I said, I had anxiety over everything, like every single thing. And it was like just like a constant like hell, you know, to be like worried 24-7 and to like be so sad. And then you have to just like maintain yourself, but you have to give your all to this little human being. And it's a lot. It's like a really, really rough time. And um, it's just like really hard because not a lot of moms talk about it, you know, and you almost feel guilty when you experience that. But um, that's why I was like, with my whole experience, it was just a lot. So that's what like, I guess, inclined me to write a book. So I've been in the process of that about my journey. And um, it has a long way to go. But yeah, that's pretty much uh, there's more to it. But 
basically after that, I just to um, kind of touch basis, I ended up going to therapy and that was a huge, huge aid. Um, prayer was a huge, huge help and meditation was a huge help as well. And then besides that, just having like a super, super strong support system, which, you know, Jesse, my mom, Vanessa was one of the biggest support systems and also my close, close, close friends and sisters, Christina, Gina, Lupe, and, you know, a few other people that were really there for me. And it's just like, it's so important, so important to have people to rely on during um, a time that you're going through darkness because it's like sometimes you can't see the light but it's there you know yeah I just want to say that um I I do remember I how do I say this because like I remember you going through this and it was so tough because in that moment it feels like there's since it's all in like how do I say because I don't want to be like it's all in your head since it's, everything is going on it's going on in your mind and that's something that like I can't reach in and touch I can't reach in and grab or alter or change to help you feel better and so seeing you overcome that even though you had a support system like that was all your mental strength to get through it and to see where you are now and that you are writing your book and that you are a super super happy just joyful woman <laughs> and mom I think you are an Thank amazing you. mother and little <laughs> Z is just this wild little confident like she is like so confident jumping <laughs> off the slide by the way the slide is like super tiny so she's not in any danger like let me just put that out there like I said Jasmine's an amazing mom and um I don't know you can just see how happy Zelda is and I can just see the light that shines through you is definitely like within her and she's going to take after you for that and I just think it's so inspiring to see someone go through something so rough and pull themselves out of it and to keep going and then on top of that you had a little person to take care of you know what I mean that's that's a lot harder to do so <laughs> kudos to you clap clap round of applause well thank you Ness and to you as well like you're just such an amazing person and you know I think that it made me sad when you said but I get what you mean but when you said like people said you know growing up you were sad and you like you know you realize that you could be happy and the thing is like I sometimes you tell me when we're talking like oh I'm not outgoing or I'm not this but you're like the life of the party like you crack me up like you're hilarious and you just have this like just this personality that is just so so cool and so down to earth and so funny and I think it's like you really like are an amazing person you're so strong for everything you went through and to just you know I feel like you also like you're just you're so willing and open to share your story like I feel like you obviously in the sense like you were victimized but I feel like you are a survivor and you are not like gonna allow yourself to uh, be victim in the sense like you're so strong you know and you're so strong to talk about it so openly which is, like I said that just blows my mind because a lot of people aren't you know yeah I think it's that what is it like I feel desensitized I am like 
I, like I said, I'm not an emotional person, and I just throw everything out there sometimes a little too much. <laughs> I hope I didn't, like, overly trigger anybody by oversharing. Um, but I feel like this sounds a little, not to sound conceited, <laughs> but I, the, this Vanessa is, like, a premium <laughs> subscription, a premium membership, and I only share it to a select few. <laughs> oh because, okay, I... Like I said, um, I am extremely awkward. I am very weird. I am not everybody's cup of tea. So Jasmine just accepted me wholeheartedly with open arms. And I feel like that's why, especially like, like I said, she attracts people just because she's such a light. Like I, her, she just, she just shines bright with her sprinkles and her rainbows and her unicorns. <laughs> so her stars listening. And... I feel like I just like went to her with open arms and I, that's very rare. I know some people that I've known practically my whole life and I'm still not even this open. So it's, it's hard and it's not something that I can, like, I don't pick and choose. It's just the vibe that I feel. And I feel like since day one, <laughs> if you have nothing nice to say. <laughs> so well, real quick, let's end on a funny, on a funny oh, note. Um, let's talk about how Jazz and I met. <laughs> Like we said, um, we met through um, Satan himself, and at the time, like, I was being fed all these lies through Satan about Jazz being Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to, like, say the name, but everybody knows who I'm talking about. If you You're know, like, like you I'm know exactly who I'm talking about. And... <laughs> that's a good-ass description. Well, JK, that's his real name. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs> Uh, well, we wouldn't know because he was such a liar. So Who knows? Maybe we yeah, don't even that? know his real name. His alias. Oh, we got to tell that, that oh, squirrel boy God. story Girl. one of these days. But um, so stay tuned for that because that's hilarious. Oh, so anyway, so. Um, Saint was feeding me all these lies about Jasmine being a mean girl, a horrible person, a bad influence, which by the way, she is like <laughs> the least bad influence ever. She's always like doing the right thing. Like she's always coming from the heart. And um, so we go to this dinner to patch things up because for some reason things weren't going well with <laughs> Satan and Jasmine. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. Because <laughs> you know, darkness so, don't get along with um, the light. You know? It just don't work that way apparently yeah and um so we go to some dinner I can't remember where we went to go eat and then Jasmine wasn't (laughs) talking and everybody was you know everybody's talking whatever and they asked Jasmine something and she's like if I ain't got nothing nice to say I'm not gonna say nothing and I remember thinking like whoa (laughs) she is mean I was like what and then I felt you know secondhand like attack because I was dating Satan at the time and we left and then didn't we go to like a bonfire yeah, at your house yeah. or something and then all you girls are being so sweet you guys are like complimenting my boots or something and you guys are just being so nice and then that's when I kind of started to open my eyes and then the Walmart trip <laughs> we went to Walmart and that's when you and I first had our one-on-one <laughs> and the boys ditched us and Jazz and I were like walking around and me being awkward she's just making me comfortable talking and stuff and all of a sudden I'm like hey this girl is like really nice and cool and then we started hanging out more often. Then you invited me to a rave. And I remember he didn't want me to go. And he said that raves were dumb. And he said that you were going to ditch me. And I was going to end it by myself there, lost and scared <laughs> and afraid. And 
it's hilarious because we were like attached at the hip the whole time. You've never ever done anything like that to me. You never left me in the dust. You never made me be alone or lost or anything. So that guy was delusional. <laughs> he was always trying to like keep me away from you. He was always trying to feed me lies about how bad you were and how you were gonna like um, not to let you borrow money because then you wouldn't give it back and stuff like that. And then by the way, you've always <laughs> given me money. So <laughs> She's always taking care of me all the time. So this guy, he's crazy. But anyways. Yeah, no, legit. Like, don't get me wrong. We all have our mental health issues. Me and Vanessa gave us our our spiel. But no, that man needs, he needs more than help. He needs Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) He needs Jesus. He needs the. Dude, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to get. Like, you know where they, uh, with like, (laughs) when they like, do the like. You know, they like in the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> oh, in <and> exorcism. <laughs> oh. oh man. Oh, dude, seriously, like I I'm still trying to get past all the hatred and learn to forgive and just hope for the best for that guy and hope that he heals that way he doesn't do what he did to me to anybody else. Yeah, he's um a- Yeah. So it's tough. It's very tough because I still want to kick him in the balls so many yeah, times. Yeah, I think it's just, it's so hard, you know, when, like, you go through stuff and then you meet people along the way. And, you know, it's just kind of life's way sometimes where you have to question, like, why do we go through these things that we go through, you know? And honestly, those things make us stronger, though, you know? Like, I really think so. And, like, you know, I think you've always, like, been super awesome and like how obviously you said when you first met me you're like dating this girl's me (laughs) um but I think it just (laughs) we bonded really quickly and it's just like I just knew like I liked you like you were just a really cool cool girl and I was like this girl's like real she's really like nice and just seeing you though from then to now it's crazy because I feel like you've just grown so much you know like I feel like you've kept a lot of those amazing qualities but I feel like now you're just like I'm a badass woman <laughs> you can't tell me nothing. not in a bad way well with your help because you're always gassing me up and I'm like hey you know what I'm a badass bitch no, just kidding. no I, I still have a lot of like self-esteem things to work on but I'm really working on forgiveness and just finding peace and just being appreciative for what I do have um physically and you know mentally and me as my body <laughs> I'm like because I already said physically but I meant physically like materialistically yeah. and well and but... I just want to add a few things mm-hmm. so just to go along with that like uh about depression you know if you guys are going through it there's definitely help out there you know even if you reach out to that one person or whoever you feel comfortable reaching out to, the help is there, you know? And it's like sometimes when you're in those darkest spots and or darkest places and you can't see the light, you just have to, you have to almost like force yourself to believe it's there. And for me, I think the difference though between my depression when I was younger versus after Zelda was before it was almost, I went into a state of helplessness or hopelessness. And it was like, 
I was just kind of zombing along. And this time it was similar because I felt that way. But I was like, I'm going to get through this because this little human being needs me. And I was like, and I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to get better for her. I'm going to get better for myself. And I'm going to kick this depression's ass. Like, I'm going to do it. So I think that even though it's hard, it's so hard to be motivated when you're depressed the help is out there and to go along with intrusive thoughts, which a lot of people struggle with and a lot of people take it a lot harder. Meditation is so helpful and I can't express that enough because it just makes you realize that you're not your thoughts. Literally thoughts are just like what go through our brain and we can't control that, you know? So I think it's so important to learn that because a lot of times you're throwing told throughout your life like if you think a certain way that that's what you are but the truth is like we can think things all day long and that could be just a thought you know so yeah I just I just want to say there is help out there guys there's hope and I think that us sharing our experiences with you even though they were a bit deep and you know it's obviously a vulnerable thing to share we felt like we had to be reliable sources you know We can't just sit here and talk about all the things about depression and not let you guys know, hey, we've gone through it too. We know what it's like. <laughs> gotta be credible. You gotta stay credible. <laughs> all right, guys. And that is podcast number three. <laughs> so, Vanessa, uh, do you have any positive, amazing, enlightening quotes you want to leave our listeners off with? I do. I have a quote today. Which, by well, the let way, let me pick one because I have a ton. <laughs> would you, would you want to tell uh, viewers who are maybe just joining us what exactly it is the app that you use for those and everything? Yeah, it's called Motivation, and um, it's free, and you can download it and pick the times that you want to get random inspirational quotes sent to your phone throughout the day is really nice all right quote of the day is sorry i'm trying to pick one because i i got a bunch of them yesterday it's okay okay here's one this one was actually one of my favorites thus far it says staying positive doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time it means that even on the hard days, you know that there are better ones coming. I just thought that one was really nice. I like it. I like it a lot. That is, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Especially with such a, a heavy convo that we have going, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed this real talk and don't forget to follow us on the real spiel.pod on insta 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 easy wait the raw spiel.pod you said the real spiel <laughs> i thought i said the raw spiel you said the real spiel unless i'm tripping i could just be tripping <laughs> maybe it sounded slurred <laughs> well the raw but- spiel dot pod and then also um don't forget to follow our facebook page and as vanessa likes to add her email email us (laughs) (laughs) don't forget to email us (laughs) Uh, but yeah um i hope you guys have a wonderful day and peace out (laughs) (laughs) stay positive stay happy 
Peace out, peeps. Peace out. And that is the rash bill. <laughs>